0: Well, good morning. How are you today? Do you have a New Year's uh, sleep hangover? Anybody? Tired? No? Good, good. So you're ready for the word? I am too. I want to do something really quick. I want to put this out there. Ellie is in Shunbrun Nursing Home, correct? If you feel so led this week, I think it would be so powerful that if you could take it upon yourself, and the Holy Spirit leads you to go to the nursing home and to lay hands on her and pray over her. I see a stream of people that to the point where she will get overwhelmed by the visitation, by people coming and praying over her. Now, we don't want to overwhelm her, and, um, but so don't all go at the same time. But just throughout the week, if the Holy Spirit leads you and you have the time available, I would ask that you go and you lay hands. That's what Jesus' words commanded us to do. What did he say? Lay hands on the sick. Amen? So we're going to walk in obedience, and they will be made well, correct? So we're going to walk in obedience and agree with heaven on her behalf. And you know, the seeds that she has planted, holy cow. From generation to generation to generation, God is only going to continue to multiply. So we are so grateful for her obedience, and we can only learn from her willingness. She went back multiple times, very sick, but still wanted to go back, still wanted to be with her kids. And so we're just going to agree with heaven. Amen? And the other thing I want to pray for right now is we're going to just agree together for Australia. Right now, God, we ask for you to send the rain. We pray right now that you would drench the continent of Australia. It would be covered in your living water. I pray a revival of your presence would break out. I pray Hillsong Church would only grow larger and spread throughout the continent, that they're there, that your presence is there. And right now I ask, Holy Spirit, send the rain. Send the rain. And we praise you and we thank you that you made the rain. We thank you that it is in your power and your will to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Amy, fasting cards, she's going to have those passed out right now. You're going to get a small postcard size in your hands. Don't do anything with it yet. Just hang on to it until I get there later on. But they're going to pass out a card about fasting. And while they're doing that, I'm going to tell you guys, man, I'm excited. Pastor Travis and I have, we we were in the car for 14 hours one way um, this week, headed to Arkansas and then coming back from Arkansas. So we had a lot of time to talk and to pray and to dream. And God did some really cool things this week, even though it was crazy busy with family and we were, we literally, I don't think I had time to even pick up my Bible let, unless I was talking about it with the family, it was that busy. We went to bed really late every night. So pray for me that I can get through this and think straight. But it is so amazing how the Holy Spirit works. And it's, I, I can tell you that from last Sunday to this Sunday, every day he did something different to line up what we're going to bring to you this month and this year Last Sunday, Pastor Travis and I were talking about the celebration service at like 6.30 in the morning, and he was talking to me about the PowerPoint, and I was like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. And all of a sudden, it was like I, he was still talking, and I was listening, but Holy Spirit said greater things. I was like, okay, that's the theme for this year, for 2020. And I said, okay. And I stopped Travis, and I said, hey, babe, <laughs> Um, Holy Spirit just told me that the theme for 2020 is greater things. He's like, cool, babe, we'll talk about that later. And then he went back to talking about this Sunday morning, last Sunday morning. And so as the week progressed, we dove deeper into that thought process and what God has for us. How many of you know he is a great God? And he never changes, right? And we're not going to change the channel on that. I don't care how annoyed you get with me repeating it or Pastor Travis repeating it or anybody else repeating it. He never changes. He is always good. And we will never change that fact. We will never speak of him in any different manner. We have a good father. And he loves us deeply. And he has so much for us. And as we were preparing for this year, I got so excited in my spirit and I, I said, you know, Trav, it's bold for us to say that we're declaring this year to be a year of miracles, signs, and wonders. That's bold. Kind of makes me a little nervous. Come on. Who are we? What has he done for us? That's what we're going to talk about today. It isn't bold to believe and take him at his word. And you know, if God is telling you to do something and it feels a little scary, then you're in the right place, right? Come on. We are not going to sit here and just take up space. That is not why we were created. You are his daughters and you are his sons and you are called and you are anointed to a divine purpose, right? Sweet. So run with me to John 14, 12, So as soon as I heard the word greater things, I thought of when Jesus said, greater things will you do in my name. Do you guys remember that verse? And that immediately came to my mind. And so I went to the scriptures and this whole passage, we have been in this passage a lot in 2019. But I'm going to read to you this this verse again, verse 12. I tell you this timeless truth. I love that. Timeless. Okay. Okay. So if there's anyone that says miracles, signs and wonders, and, and the supernatural is not for today, what did Jesus say? It's timeless. It's not just in the New Testament when this was written. Amen? Come on, church. Amen? It is here and now. I love that. So I tell you this timeless truth. Our Savior is speaking to his disciples the person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. Okay. How many of you want to walk on water? He said we can. Woohoo! Right? Come on. Stretch it a little bit more. He, he said same mighty miracles that I do. Water is no obstacle for Jesus. Mm. Even greater miracles than these. He said, I'll do the same mighty, you'll do the same mighty miracles that I do. Even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to Him. Ask me anything in my name, and I will do it for you. This is where we're going to stand. Unshakable, unmovable. He said it. I believe it. I will stand on it, and I will move in it. Come on. He said it. I believe it. I'll stand on it, and I'll move in it. Say it again. He said it. I believe it. I'll stand on it, and I'll move in it. That is how you should be thinking about his word. He said it. I believe it. I'll stand on it and move in it. It's mine. I have the access that he says I have to do great miracles. And is it about us? Is it about our glory? What did he say? It's for the glory of the Father, right? We'll show what the Father is really like. What will we be doing? We will be bringing glory to the Father, it isn't about Lifeway's name. It isn't about becoming famous. It isn't about becoming social media famous. It isn't about any of those things. And if it ever gets to that place, heaven forbid. It is for his glory. So when we get in that mindset and we, we know that he wants healing, we know that he wants wholeness, we know that he wants freedom, we know that he wants redemption, this is what he says. This is his truth. I believe it, I'll stand on it, and I'll move in it, and I won't let anything get in my way, and it is all for his glory. Amen? Woo. Not changing the channel. I love it. You brought me water. I adore you. Thank you. Before you brought me water, I adored you too, babe. You're a fine specimen of a man. <laughs> I owed him that from last week. If you weren't here, you missed it. But yeah, anyway, we'll leave that last week. <laughs> Praise God. You know, he wants marriages to be healthy. That's part of the miracle working God that he is. So sorry if we gross you out. Um, But we know that if we don't pursue him and we pursue each other in him, then our marriage will fall apart. We are not exempt from any of those struggles, and yet we serve an amazing God and we have grace. And I tell you, when you give grace to each other, there's nothing like it. When you treat each other like he treats you, even if you mess up and even if you fight it out, When you extend that grace, he heals what's broken, and he keeps you in a healthy place. Amen? So good. That was not a part of the notes. Bonus. We are one with Jesus when we say yes to him. When we invite him into our lives and we say we invite him into our heart, we are one with him. And he is one with the Father. And the Holy Spirit is one with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we get all three, and we get power. We get word, and we get salvation all together. But we are one with him. When we say yes, we have become united to him. And guess what else is super cool? We are family Come on, everybody. Come on, Amy, sing. Yeah. Okay. Also not in the notes. But we're family. That's my my first point. We are family. So when you say yes to greater things, when you say yes to stepping in, you're not stepping in alone. Come on. You have brothers and sisters with you, running with you. Fighting with you, crying with you, praying with you, giving with you, serving like Jesus with you. The moment you feel isolated is the moment the enemy is lying to you. We need each other. You need to be a part of the body of Christ. You need to find a home and stick with it and become a part of the family. Amen? It is so important. Go to Hebrews 10. So I said, this year, we wanna emphasize the point, almost to being annoying, that we're family. So if you get annoyed with it, that's okay, you won't forget it. We are family. And I got proof in Hebrews 10, verse 19, through 22, I believe. I love the title of this section. It says, our confidence before God. This is your confidence. Look around the room. Come on. This is your confidence before God. And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come right into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm boldly and with no hesitation. For he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. And since we now have a magnificent king priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer. Hmm. What were we doing this morning in worship? We come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced by faith that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. This is our confidence. That we are a part of a family. That we have become heirs in the kingdom. That we have become daughters and sons. We have become brothers and sisters And what if a company of men and women decided to follow Christ and take him at his word? What happens when we unite together and move? I'll tell you what happens. This week while I was gone, I get a text message from Julie Leinard. And she says, hey, so we found out that the homeless shelter would like us to have meals taken, like to have churches take meals once a month. Is that something we would be able to do with the meal team because she runs our meal team? And I was like, yes, let's do it. And then Susan Ardondo, two days later, she messages me the same thing. And they also want us to do worship and prayer. I'm like, sign us up. We're going. We're doing it. Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, moving in unity bringing hope in hopeless places, bringing life because they need to know they are loved, they are cared about, and they are valued. Every one of us need that, no matter what stage of life we're in, no matter where we are, no matter how rock bottom it is. And if we, as the body of Christ, continue to unite together and move as a company, what could happen? We could eliminate homelessness altogether in Tuscarawas County. That should be our goal, Amen. Oh, that's exciting. I have a quote that I read this week. It's from Alex Seeley. She's a pastor down in Nashville. And I love this description. She's talking about being a pastor and being a pastor of a church. And she says, the congregation is not a group of people that need to be fixed. Okay? We don't look at you like that. We don't get up here so, okay, we got to fix this in them, and we got to make sure they know this so that they can get better at that, and that. No, the congregation is not a group of people that need to be fixed, but a company of men and women who live life together and grow as family. Come on. In the bad, the ugly, and the amazing. We are here together. We're moving together, and you are a company of men and women that are followers of Christ, and we see who you are. We see you. And holy smokes, it's like having, you know, I don't know how to explain this because I'm not really um, military savvy. But it's like having the best weapon in your arsenal. That's who you are. And it's not a weapon against other people. It's a weapon against darkness. We are here to extinguish the darkness. That's why we're here. We are family, and we see your God-given abilities, your God-given design, and oh my goodness. Get ready. We as daughters and sons have been given divine access. This is my favorite. All of it's my favorite. I say that every week. That's my favorite verse. We have been given divine access. We are family, and in our inheritance, in our ability to be brothers and sisters, in our union with Christ, we have been given divine access to the heavenly kingdom realm. That should get you excited. It's not when you die and get to heaven that you have this access. It is right now. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is here. It's now. It's nigh. He's near And if it's timeless truth, then it is timeless for us today, and we have divine access. Jump with me to Hebrews 10. We were there, and we're going to go back. Jesus died for far more than just the removal of our sin. You can't just stop at the cross. There's so much more there's heaven, there's so much more. Bless you. You're welcome. Hebrews 10, verse 20. We're going to jump back and read it again. For he has dedicated a new, life giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free, free, and fresh access to him. Yesterday? Last week? When we get to heaven, now, continual, free and fresh access to the throne room of the king. That's pretty mind-blowing, isn't it? And since we now have a magnificent king priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced by faith that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. If you feel like something is keeping you at a distance from him, he has nothing. He's not putting anything in between you and him. He is not. There may be something there that you need to shake off and realize what and who you are. But he says the door is open. It's free. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. Right? Praise God. Because I can't do it. I know I can't. I'm not good enough no matter how hard I try. No matter what effort I put in. I, got, I ain't got it. Right? It's through grace, by faith, we enter. Amen. Look at John fourteen six. We have divine access. How? Jesus said it. He explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. So how do we step into divine access? How do we approach the throne room of heaven? How do we step into that? Through union with our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. If you read the footnotes in the, in the Passion Translation, the word truth, I am the truth, means the true reality. That's another way you could put it. Jesus says, I am the true reality. What you see around you is not the true reality, only I am. Travis says it, he, he says it, I love how he says that we think what we have to live, that our natural realm and supernatural realm, but when you become saved, the supernatural is your natural realm, right? right? You with me? The other part of this verse is when Jesus says no one comes next to the Father. Jesus does more than take us to heaven. He brings us next to alongside of the Father and the Father is the destination. You see when the fall happened, our union with the Father got broken. But when Jesus came, he brought Complete restoration, not partial, not a little bit, complete. He didn't just partially do the job. I mean, all through December, we saw every word that he fulfilled to its completion. That is the Savior, the King, that he sent to us to save us, to bring us back into union. Why? Because he's a good dad. He loves us. He has never stopped loving us. And he wants to be close to us. He wants to be involved in our lives, not just involved. He wants to saturate our lives so that we have divine access to his presence and his throne room in every situation that we walk through. Be it hard or perfect, be it a breakthrough or where you feel like you are banging your head against the wall. He has not left you and you have divine access to his throne room no matter what you are walking through. He is the comforter to all who mourn. Right? Praise God. He gets us. To know me is to know my Father too. So when you know Him, you know Him, and you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that cool? When, when you're a kid and you're learning about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, it's a little abstract, and you think they're three separate things, but they're really one, and you're like, well, okay, like an egg, you know, we give the kids the example of an egg, it's one thing, but three parts, exactly who our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are, and they work in communion with one another, and they're never out of touch with one another, and yet they are always one, and he sent his Son He sent his very part of him. He came himself to die for us and to redeem us because he's a good father. And then he sent his Holy Spirit to empower us. I love that. We have access to the kingdom, the immeasurably more, through our union faith in Christ. So I'm here to tell you today that in Christ there are inexhaustible riches. Ha. I love the words, immeasurably. I can't spell them, but I love them. Inexhaustible. Inexhaustible. Beyond comprehension. Oh, church, He's ready to take you to another level of glory, and he's ready to pour out his presence to where it just blows your mind. He wants you to have a big imagination with him because he's far greater than the box we put him in. He's far more powerful and far more able and sees far more than we do. And his riches are inexha- inexhaustible. And it's not talking about natural wealth. It's not talking about earthly wealth. When you step into the realm of the kingdom, and you, it, money is just paper. But when you step into the realm of the kingdom, the riches that come are the people that surround you, are the glory that surrounds you. That when you move and have your being in him, the fire that burns within you, that is the riches of the kingdom. And he does provide, and he does do miraculous financial miracles. That is part of his promises, but that's not what this is about. And that's not what we're going for, right? There's inexhaustible riches in Christ. That's just a bonus. When you give, he pours back. When you plant a seed, he makes it grow, right? Go to Ephesians 3, 7. Grace alone empowers me so that I can boldly preach this wonderful message to non-Jewish people, sharing with them the unfading, ooh, it's inexhaustible. I said inexhaustible, Inexhaustible riches of Christ, which are beyond comprehension. My passion, this is Paul speaking, is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery it was hidden for ages past until now and kept a secret in the heart of God, the creator of all. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. What? Wow. This perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ so that now, so that now we have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. What is it saying? Once again, we have complete free access, inexhaustible riches, And he says, by the way, you can be bold about it. That doesn't mean you're not humble and you don't know where your grace comes from, right? You don't get before Jesus and say, I did this. No, that's not how it works. It means you walk to him and... and (laughs) I've just heard of encounters with Jesus and they can barely stand. People can barely think straight because of the power that emanates from him, the love that emanates from him. We don't receive this boldness out of pride. We receive this boldness out of humbling ourselves and saying, I need a savior and I need you to move in my life and I need you to breathe on me and I need freedom and I need healing. And then we get to move in his power. We get to move in his spirit. We get divine access to the throne room of God. Because humbly we come. We are all equal at the foot of the cross, right? And I love this. Free, fresh access to him. That's in Hebrews. Through uniting ourselves with Christ in John 14, 6. And then again in Ephesians 3, 7, we have boldness through him and free access as kings. By the way, you're royalty. When you say yes to Jesus, you're not some scumbag that just needs a a savior. You become royalty. You step from one realm into another. You step from lost and broken into restored and healed. And it's a journey. And it's a surrender every single day. And it's a pick up my cross and follow him every single day. But this is who you are. No matter what your past is, no matter what your struggle is, when you come to the cross and you lay it at the foot of the cross and you pick up that cross and say, I will follow you. I will move in obedience to you. I will love you. Divine access is yours. So how do we as daughters and sons access heaven's kingdom realm? You see, this piqued my curiosity. When I keep hearing, I have access to the throne room. I have access to the heavenly realm now. How amazing is that? And mind-blowing is that? But how often I struggle and I strive and I strain to stay good and to stay right and to do the right things and to please all the people. We have to set all of that aside and walk in our new identity and we have to surrender every part of it. So this is how John 14:15 Loving him gives us access. Jesus said it. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Loving him empowers you to obey his word. He says it again later on in the same chapter, and he says, obey my word. So, how do we conquer the sin that's wrapped around our necks? How do we walk in this free access, this freedom that He says we have? How do we move and have our being in this bold faith and this boldness? It's not something we conjure up, it is truly falling in love with a Savior. Come on, right? Jesus and only Jesus. Everything else has to fall away. And I know that sounds weird, and it may sound weird, guys, but this is not about that. This is about the king that came, that gave his life for you, and you need to, you need to fall in love. It's easier for girls to talk about falling in love, but I'm telling you, this is a, this is a human condition thing. And we all need a savior, and all of us have to humble ourselves, and we all have to come, and we all have to learn and live and have our being in him. And it's just a natural reaction to fall in love with the king that saved the world. I want to read you a story. Patricia King, I heard this interview, and she explains a vision and encounter she had in heaven She was praying, and the Lord took her up into the treasury. And I know this may be stretching for some of us to believe. Does that really happen? What did Jesus say? We have divine access to the throne room of heaven, correct? Is that what we read? Did I make that up? So she had this encounter, and she went into heaven, and she saw the treasury, and the walls were gold. And she said they were almost like transparent gold walls and she turned around and in front of her was a red box that looked like crimson like it was stained with blood and inside the box was coins that emanated the, they were gold coins but they had light pouring out of them and she was just amazed by the walls by the the the, the, the coins in the box she was in awe but she said then Jesus stepped into the room And she said everything else paled in comparison to him. Everything else. She said he was so radiant and so amazing that everything else she saw paled in comparison. Jesus himself is the treasure. You can't compare anything to him. But when you have him, you have it all. Can we just take a second and tell him how much we love him? Out loud right now. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for giving us access to our Father. We thank you for bringing restoration into our lives. We thank you for the wholeness that you paid for, the healing that you paid for. And we thank you for giving us the inexhaustible riches of the kingdom, for the divine access that we have to the Father's throne. Father, we thank you for sending your Son. We thank you thank you, Lord. John fourteen fifteen. loving me empowers you to obey my commands. So if you struggle today, which all of us do, right? Is there anybody in the room that has never struggled with sin or isn't struggling currently? Okay. This is what we do. We fall in love with him. We go deeper, we worship harder, we pray, but it's not about doing those things. It is literally saying, you have complete access to my heart and my life. And then you live and you move and you have your being in him. And that may mean in some seasons that you spend hours upon hours in prayer and fasting. And that may mean in other seasons you read your word two and three hours a day. And that may mean in other seasons you don't have time to do squat and you're just praying that the Lord hears your thoughts in the day. But it isn't about that. It isn't. Remember, it is not about working for it. It's free access. So what you need to do in your heart and your mind, no matter what season you're in, is stay in the posture of receiving his grace. Stay in the posture of receiving his love. And you are united with him. And you can move in boldness and power no matter what is happening around you. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He said, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Paul said, I can boldly preach this wonderful message to the non-Jewish people, sharing with them the riches of Christ, which are beyond comprehension. We so often settle with the best of intentions for mediocrity. With the best intentions, but it's really so much less than what he paid for. It isn't just about coming here on Sunday morning. Isn't about did I raise my hand today? Did I pray right? Did I do the right things? There's so much more. And I feel the Holy Spirit inviting us in to more. All of us. And this is this is the, the uh, non-negotiable that Travis and I have talked about. And we we use the word don't change that channel. We've heard other people using, we're not going to change the channel. Well, I have good news today. This is not going to change. And we're not going to shrink back because what if God doesn't move and do what we want him to do? We are going to be unapologetically pursuing the fullness of what Jesus paid for. Are you ready? Because while I was writing this message last night, I called Amy Rayburn to make sure we had our fasting cards ready. And, and I told her, I said, I feel like, and I, I put this in my notes to make sure I didn't forget to say this, because I want you to hear this. I want you to hear what your Father has in store for you. And, and, and I feel that he moves through the prophetic, and he speaks, and then we get to deliver his word. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak this as a word of prophecy, this as a word of prophecy over this house this year. I feel that God's presence is settling in a new way. Not that he has been absent, okay? He has been here, and we have felt his presence. But I feel like we're getting ready to step into a new realm of glory. What does he say in the word? That we get to move from glory to glory, correct? That we as believers move from glory to glory and we're in him. So his presence this year in 2020 is going to settle in in a new way, and it's not going anywhere. I don't want a revival to come and go. I want his manifest presence from now until I get into heaven. Come on. We talk about revival. We want revival. We want people to get saved. I don't want it to just be a, 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 oh, Lifeway had a three-month revival, and then it stopped. Oh, no. No. You see, we are called to live in the manifest presence of God. He gave us divine access, right? Hallelujah. I I am so thrilled and so excited and so honored to say yes to Jesus in this. I don't want to hold him back. I don't want to get in his way. I just want all of him and nothing less. And I want us as a body to move in that and have that mentality. Amen? Amen. And this is me speaking for Pastor Travis and I. Love for him, love for each other. Okay, I'm going to rewind. Here we go. I feel that God's presence is settling in here in a new way and isn't going anywhere like a blanket. Settling, Settling in on our church and our cities. His presence will manifest through our love. Come on. It will manifest through our love. Our selfless, serving love. Our love for him, our love for each other, we're family, and our love for the world around us. We need to fall in love with the people that are broken. We need to fall in love to the point of weeping for them. We need to fall in love to the point where we can't go from one place to the next without having a Jesus encounter. And the next thing that Jesus told me to write down was, this year is going to be the easiest year you've ever felt to pour out the gospel, to deliver the gospel. It's going to become natural to you that wherever you go, you're going to run into somebody, and it is going to become natural for you to speak about our king. You're not going to hesitate. You're not going to hold back. You're going to give them Jesus no matter the cost. Amen? No matter the cost. The gospel may be offensive, but that's okay. The Holy Spirit can take care of that. You just deliver his love. You don't have to offend. You don't have to tell them what they're doing wrong. All you have to do is deliver his love. And the Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. And I believe that this year we're going to experience a new level of ability to deliver this gospel that we have. Isn't that exciting? Serving also will come second nature. You know how sometimes when you're, you need, well, when you're a kid and your mom tells you to clean up your room, you're like, "I don't want to." And you get grumpy, right, Josh? <laughs> Holy Spirit said, "It's going to become like like your clothes you wear. It's going to become second nature for you to go and wipe the mud off of somebody's shoe. It's going to become second nature for you to serve your spouse or serve your parents or serve whatever people stand in front of you. And that is what is coming in 2020. And that is what our Savior did. You see, we follow Jesus, right? And he served. And we are here to impact this county through our service, through our love and we we serve because we love. You're in for the immeasurably more. It's coming. It's here. He's here. His presence is here. So you have a card in your lap. And if you don't want to fill that out today, we're also making an online option where you can get on the Facebook page, and you can click and put your name in and click and pick the day. But Pastor Travis and I were talking, and we love starting the year out with a fast. But Jesus said, do these three things, pray, give, and fast, right? And we feel, and I'm speaking for both of us, that we have not done this aspect enough. And that it needs to become a habit, not just an occasional thing. So we plan this year and going forward to do a year-long fast. Don't worry. Y'all will lose, you know, at least 20 pounds. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So what I want to explain to you is that you're not going to fast every day of the year. But we want every day to be covered in prayer and fasting. We want every day of the week to know that somebody out there is praying. Somebody out there is accessing the throne room. Somebody out there is stepping into his presence. I need a drink again. Sorry. So. We want you to fill out the card, and we want you to pick a day. And what you do on that day and how you do it is completely between you and the Holy Spirit. But we want to know that Monday is covered in prayer. That somebody, even if it's one person, is praying and fasting. Even if it's one meal, or we want it to be food, not social media or um, TV. And if you choose to do that, you can do that too. But we, this, is, this is a physical, I'm going to give my physical need to him, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to receive. So pick a meal. You can do the entire day if you want. And if you need more information about how to fast, you can talk to us. Talk to Pastor Larry and Ruthie, Taylor and Danielle. Lot, lots of people that are kind of pros at this. But we don't want one day this year to go without being covered in prayer and fasting. Because if we're going to host his presence and if we're going to see the lost home, come on. This is one of those things that we need to do. So pick your day. Fill out your card if you want to. If you want to do it online, you can do it online. And we're not going to, hold, we're not going to get in your face, did you fast? You signed up for Tuesday. You better fast. This is between you and Holy Spirit. And he'll get you if you aren't. <laughs> I'm just trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> All right. Will you stand with me? The other cool thing that we're going to do this year is the testimonies. How many of you guys loved that, seeing that on Facebook and, and listening to what God is doing in this, in this church and in this county? That was really amazing, wasn't it? And so encouraging so encouraging. So at the end of every month, we're going to have Tyler set up out either in the foyer or in one of the side rooms. And if the Lord touches you, if he does a miracle in your life, not if, okay, rewind, rewind. When he does something, you need to share it. You need to tell the story. You need to record it. It's not for our glory. Amen. It's for his glory. And when we, we Don't want to forget the goodness of the Lord. In the Old Testament, they built altars to him to remember. This is the place of remembrance of what my father did for me here. And we need to do the same thing because we're forgetful beings. And we need to hear and we need to know and we need to remember what he has done. And what he has done, we can build on he's going to do it again. And he's going to do something new. So we want to keep recording what God is doing. So if the Lord moves you and the camera's ready, get out there and share. And don't hesitate. Because when you hesitate, then you get nervous and you act like the camera is like going to bite you or something. So don't hesitate to record or tell your story. Okay, cool. That's all for the amazing announcements of what God has for us. Are you ready for it? What, I, what I, we're going to do while Travis sings this last song is, I don't, I don't want you to have to, I don't, how do I want to say this? Holy Spirit, I feel like we're to step into a place of receiving, free access. So now and the rest of the week and the rest of the year, I pray that you will step in every day to the place of receiving and step into the place of that supernatural power that is placed in your hands freely. So as we go through this song, I just want you to invite the Father. I want you to say, I want to be with you. I want to hear you. I want to have visions. I want to have dreams. I want to see your perspective. And so I pray and ask that you put out your hands like you're about to receive a gift. And while he sings this song, heaven is going to pour down. And I want you in that mindset, whatever you need, however you need it, to place your hands out in a receptive way and say, I'm yours and I'm ready. Amen.